What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, talking to the man who hikes, Christopher Tootin. Chris, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, and yes, as you said, I finally got back out and hiked a little bit today. Yeah, so I'm feeling. Well, a little sore right now. The older I get, I guess that's just what happens to us. Yeah, but you went out and you enjoyed that nice weather because it was real had, nice out. Yeah, we've, we obviously had some cold days here recently in Georgia, but all of a sudden it's it's been nice again. And so it's up to like 85, 87 degrees today. So I definitely took advantage of that. Social distance my way through society a little bit. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Got out on some trails here around. I did some inner city hiking around Atlanta. So there how about go. you, though? What, what, y- what y'all got going on? Some good we, stuff going uh, on this week? We, we went on uh, a nice walk earlier. Took in uh, some sun. Um, hung out on the, the back patio in the backyard and had a few beers. You know, you didn't put the sunscreen on today. I did didn't. You? Kelly did, of course. I, I don't necessarily need sunscreen all that often. So <laughs> it's it's all good. I think I've been bah, burnt maybe every five everyone times in my needs. life. Everyone needs sunscreen, Kyle. So that's I know. That's, I don't believe you. I know. Your 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 future self will thank you. I know. We'll get there. But remember, you can stay up to date with all things multi goodness at our website multigoodness.com, and on Facebook at multi goodness and on Instagram at multi goodness podcast. Remember, we have a contact form on our website. So go over, check that out. Leave us a little note. Say hello. Um, maybe you know, tell us about some beer you're enjoying during quarantine. Um. Or just, you know, tell us a story, whatever you want to do. Um, we also have uh, some some merchandise for you to buy, and we're working on a little bit more, but multigoodness.com slash store. Um, and a new edition, Chris, which we're working on diligently. I say working mm-hmm. on diligently, but who knows? Um, <laughs> multigoodness.com slash beer dash list, where you can go and oh, yeah. search and look at all of the beers that we featured on every episode and also get links to those episodes as well. So a nice catalog for you to search and peruse in your in your me uh you know Which personal time. I've I've got to give a shout out to you on that one, Kyle, because literally I've been trying to for the last few like weeks to I said all this extra time I had during the uh stay at home orders, I was going to chronicle all the beers we've had on the show so that I could put them on untapped. And basically I think I mentioned it to you the other day and you were able to I was doing some some other stuff at the time and you were able to quickly put something together so cheers to you on that one hey it, it wasn't quickly it was about an hour and a half and that's only season one's <laughs> well, worth of beers so quickly compared to the <laughs> fact that i've been trying to do it for the last six weeks and somehow just wasn't able to do something so simple as put together a list of beer that we've had hey, so well we we got something now so mean meanwhile my dogs in the background agree because they're trying to get in on this podcast so oh yeah you're I hear Murphy doing a little bit of growling at whiskey. <laughs> so, hey, uh, listeners, if you hear some pups, remember that they are, too, also stuck with us at home. So, um, unfortunately, I do not feed them beer, but but they they like to t- partake in this this uh, recording as much as they can. So, we can all say hello to Murphy and Whiskey real quick. Hello, Murphy and Whiskey. Hello. So, okay, so we got a cool schedule today, Kyle. What um this has been kind of a collaborative effort we've been partaking over in the last few weeks to kind of get this this episode together and I'm super excited to I to dive too. to dive into it. And I'm sure by this point in time um everyone has hopefully at least I, I assume everyone listening in the beer, you know, the beer industry has has kind of heard about these this happening, but um there's kind of been a worldwide collaborative effort here over the last uh, month and a half since kind of all the COVID-19 and, and some of the service industry has been displaced to 
to come out with a kind of a collaborative, the one big worldwide collaborative brew. And, and we actually are going to drink some of those. Today. Yeah, and we are. Um, not, what? not even so much for the purpose of just doing what we normally do, which is trying them side by side and, in comparing them, which we are going to do, of course, but just to talk a little bit about some of the efforts here around Atlanta going on, um, and just talk about the beer in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And this was put on together, uh, with, you know, on or other half brewing, um, put together this recipe. Um, they gave two different options, a new England IPA and a West coast IPA, and they gave the recipe, um, to, uh, you know, anyone who wanted to, uh, partake, um, in brewing this. So really cool. Um, really, really cool. Uh, you know, cause, especially because, um, a lot of the proceeds are going to local area, um, you know, charities that are going to help, um, people in need in the service industry currently during the, uh, coronavirus, uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. So really cool, really, really cool cause. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, we, we had our eye on the, some of the breweries that are featured. So the website you can actually go to is altogether.beer. And, and it kind of talks a little bit more in detail about what's, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about it, I guess, on the show today as well. But yeah. it kind of actually lists all the different breweries around the world um, on the website itself that are partaking. And I know for a fact that this list is not complete on the site. I mean, right now, I think it only has about, uh, it has says there's 718 breweries participating. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact, if you go to Georgia, it only lists about, what, like 17 or something like that? that yeah. I was, 11 to be the fact but i know for you know one of the ones on here that um we're going to be featuring six bridges shout out to our one of our you know one of the guys who's you know they've we've done a lot with them in the past mm-hmm. we're also going to be um doing one from wild heaven which we had a chance to go pick up the most recent one they had the most yep. recent release date and then halfway crooks um so that's just three of the 11 listed on the site as having done the brew or go- going to be doing it here coming up but we also know that nofo up in mm-hmm. uh, coming did it recently as well. So I imagine there's a few, I, I can't help but think that there's a few other breweries that have kind of done it um, to support some good and, causes. So we'll, we'll talk about each one individually a little bit. Though. Yeah. And I think uh, the list is uh, the individuals who I think have submitted their information to the website mm-hmm. as well. So um, there's probably a lot more than, than even, you know, uh, let's just say 15. There's probably a few more than that too. So um, yeah, really it, cool. it even has, it has wild heaven listed on here as a, tbd release date but obviously i think they officially released it this week so we know that it's come out so Mm -hmm. yeah really cool effort um i love the idea i mean the whole idea behind the recipe is is that and actually you know what i'm gonna pause myself right there let's Let's go crack yeah let's let's crack the first one which we in no particular order i just we kind of randomly chose one before the show started um but we are going to be diving into six bridges here which actually Mm -hmm. i think was the very first one we got too right it was so so let's go and crack it, talk a little bit about what Six Bridges, what we know they're doing, and then get to it. Drink yeah. some beer. Ready? And always sounds, I love that sound, especially especially on a very busy day. So Kyle and I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I've got three glasses that I've chosen to also support Fallen Atlanta Sports currently. <laughs> so <laughs> Fallen Atlanta Sports. I think I'm going to go with the old trusty Falcons cup on this one. Nice. It's a Miller Light Cup, but nice. we won't do that. So you know, I'm what? not going to pour. The Falcons had a better draft than the Packers, and we can. That'll be. That's yeah. a whole nother conversation. But I poured about a a third of the glass. I'd say you poured it probably a little more than I did. But you also have a plastic cup, so whatever. Oh, I probably wasn't supposed to say that. You have no, a, I have a plastic cup. A fantastic drinking vessel there, Kyle. I do. Um, 
Yeah, so this is a it's a New England. I think they did the New England. Is that they did they did do the New England. So typically, what that's going to mean, which actually now that I think about this, all the breweries we did are featuring today with this show did the New England style. Um, Halfway Crooks didn't actually tell me which one they did, but I've I couldn't help it. I went ahead and had one when I got them the Duh, first day because I wanted on. I wanted to. Well, it was literally the day they brewed, like it was the day they released the beer to the public, and I was like, I want a super fresh version of this just to make sure that I'm not missing out on anything. And so I've I've had theirs, and and I feel like it's in New England, so I won't tell you anything else about it though. Damn yet. it, Chris! <laughs> I've had the six bridges for almost two weeks, and I I haven't oh, I haven't it's cracked okay. into it. So. Ooh, hazy uh, and yellow. Yep. Uh, head retention on my my end is kind of dissipating. It's probably because of the glass as well. Mine mine's just you know really mine thin. Mine is sticking around. I'd say good for an IPA. It's um. Hold on one second. Pause. Okay, hang on. Whiskey. There we go. Are you, are you marking it? Yeah, I put a mark down. Whiskey. Hey. You got a tissue. Come here. <laughs> I'm going to have to take this off. Uh, I can't. I would have just played right through that one, but it's hard to. He's literally like tearing up a tissue right here. Come on. You can have access to everything you want, but for some reason decides to. Hey. I don't remember what I was saying last, but we'll figure out a way to do it. Um, you had the, the a fresh version of it to make sure it was good. Yeah. I I had uh, I haven't opened oh. six bridges, and we we're talking about head retention. And we'll figure out a way to to mesh it. I'll just do a clean. I'll just do a somewhat of a more of an intro back into kind of what I was talking about. And yeah, so I mean, the head retention though, I I guess the best way to describe it is that it it was very foamy at first and then kind of dissipated which i feel like we've since we did the double ipa recipe more recently here or where we had that we compared the three different types of ipas this is a little bit more on the you know it's almost like you get spoiled on the double ipa where it sticks around a little longer and coats the side of the glass this is more of the traditional i'd say ipa but definitely hazy yeah mine is very hazy um really nice color too uh like a nice bright yellow maybe a little bit orange not not a ton, but just enough. Mine's very. I was almost gonna say not much orange at all. I was gonna say mostly yellow, which typically yeah. do, you do see um, some orange in these. And just looking quickly at the recipe, which by the way in, includes even the recipe includes kind of some basic ingredients: uh, two row pills. The Kara pills in the recipe is about the only one that would really lead to much. Um, which I had already up here. The the carapils malt they use is about the only one that would lead to much of the um, the orange sometimes because that literally adds both the 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 head retention and the orange color. Mm-hmm. So the the oats being in it, you can definitely it's only a fifteen percent malt bill when it comes to oats. So that actually makes sense because what I'm seeing is a slight haze, but honestly not as hazy as some of the other beers we've had yeah. recently. Yeah, they call themselves hazy. So um, aroma. Oh yeah, that's take a, it in. That's a New England IPA right there. Mm. I love the New England IPAs. I think we were talking about it recently, and you were you were kind of pointing out that you know you're you're kind of lean more towards the piney mm-hmm. and the like the kind of like the bitter. The, I don't make it sound like a bad thing, but New England IPAs aren't typically what I consider to be the like the 
the uh, piney ones. They're more on the fruity and kind tropical, of like the yeah. true juicy, juicy and tropical side. That's definitely what this one smells like. Now, not to say the flavor couldn't be different, but it definitely smells very aromatic and, and from a tropical standpoint, I feel like. But not as heavy as like a double would be. It's just, yeah. I, 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 I would smell this and I would immediately know IPA, but I wouldn't think double IPA. So I think they did a great job on the style there. Yeah. I, and, and it's not overpowering. It's a very... Uh, very light and bright uh, smell as well. I see you just took a. Uh, Chris and I are video chatting again, just so we can, of course, feel like we're we're together. Uh, we're basically this. right across across from each other, but we're not. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's almost like we're not so far away. But yeah, I I went ahead and take a sip because I feel like a lot of times with aroma, it's so hard to to only take in aroma, especially with this hops hop schedule they used from the recipe, which um I think it's only got the the looks like it has five of the main like the basic ones i'd say columbus is the main bittering hop and then mosaic cascade simcoe and citrus so those are some of those most readily available hops that breweries should have Mm -hmm. so it definitely looks like that was the the schedule this one kind of fell in so it's uh it's pretty crazy that we're 52 ish episodes in and this is probably the most information we've gotten on a beer that we're tasting currently in front it's awesome um it's really cool I love it because, yeah, I, I, personally, I think that every, and I think that this brew is going to go to prove itself. Obviously, we've got two other ones we're going to try today, mm-hmm. and I think that we'll go to see that same recipe, theoretically, and Murphy agrees with me, apparently. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear her growling in the background, but same recipe, but I, I highly think that these are going to taste different, and they really are going to, the malt bill and the, the hop schedule typically is where you get a lot of your, your recipes based around that. Yeast goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but just goes to show like how, like someone's, you know, the, the Columbus hops that six bridges used for this could have been a month older than ones that halfway crooks used. Yeah. Um, it could have been that the cascade hops they use could have come from Oregon and then maybe another breweries. theirs came from Washington. It's like, you can get such different flavor profiles in the similar, what should be very same, but it's like, might be also very different. So yeah. I love that when they, you know, when you publish a recipe like this, uh, I think we've talked about it on the show before. Brewdog did this, and they've been doing it for years, which is basically they've published all the recipes, to, and it's open source is what they call it because yep. it's literally if you like our beer, like cool, go try and make it because I mean we're it's we're not we know that it's not going to be the exact same as ours anyway, so we've yep. got no worries no, with you doing it. Nothing to hide. This one's a, yeah, and this one's a little different because they were obviously weren't trying to do it that way, but it's just like they were like, hey, you know, it's like we want you know, it's a somewhat simple recipe to mm-hmm. be honest. So. A lot of creative flexibility, I feel like, with this one. I don't... So, on taste, I don't get a ton of juice factor. I, yeah, I, I get, me neither, I get actually. A, a, good, a good amount, um, but it's not like a juice bomb or anything like that. It's not like punching me in the it's face. It's really not. Yeah. It's it's really... It, and it's really light, too. Yeah. This one is... It's, it's very... And it's, by the way, I don't think we pointed this out, but this one is 6.5%. I think they're all theoretically 6.5%. Um should come about uh, yeah around the same right the, assuming the recipes were all followed the same which yeah. by the way i have a slight reason i i feel like that each brewer probably took a little bit of creative flexibility here I'm sure. and whether or not that's with i doubt any of them changed a whole lot but you know someone substituted a two row malt for a six row malt or a london because they even put the yeast by the way on here they're saying if you're making that new england style ipa go with a london ale yeast mm-hmm. or a west coast go with more of a chico which is i think it's just adds different esters but i you know i imagine brewers kind of took some free you know creative flexibilities and and i feel like you're right i can taste in this one six bridges it seems like their hops 
lean a little bit less towards the tropical fruity. It's more of like that just basic, easy, honestly, just good IPA. Yeah. Like is what this is almost like that. What would seem like a generic IPA to me, but it's it's actually fantastically executed. Yeah. So um, it's almost like the bread and butter for a home brewer. Being yeah. Able to do this would be fan. I would love to be able to do this. Yeah. Um. Definitely really good. Uh, so talking a little bit about kind of the the information that's given as well as kind of the the can and the and and stuff like that. Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um. So this one or the the cause itself. Um. Altogether, they provide label designs, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So all the labels have you know a, you know the most basic information that needs to be on there, and then they leave them like a small seven by three little section for them to uh yeah. uh to go ahead and create their own label so that's really cool to see um that each of these did their own um label design as well looks like they worked with stout collective which i think they've been kind of i say they've been in the not news but they've been in the brewer you know brewer world a while here but they it looks like stout collective came up with the the universal label um and it even kind of gives it on the website again you can download the artwork so hey if you're doing a homebrew version of this which they also put a recipe up here for you can make a homebrew version and it's pretty kind of cool. got a label i designed and i don't know if you're gonna plan on going out and selling them to all your your local friends and family but you could do it and then there's even cool part is they've even got a uh packaging company involved that are going to print the cost for no at uh or sorry they're going to print the labels at cost blue blue label packaging company which i don't know anything about them but i imagine they are located maybe in new york just because this is other half brewing yeah so that's kind of what i was thinking as well um and yeah it's really cool um six bridges did their classic kind of um what they've been going to for their label um work lately they do like a lot of like geometric kind of uh design um so they just did a a nice like ruby red kind of geometric triangles with uh their nice six bridges logo right in the middle in white so um, yeah i love the so we can't really go with the can of the week on this one because they're all pretty i mean they're all really cool cans i love they give you know there's some again that creative flexibility it just goes to speak because and i want to get into who the six bridges kind of what how they're where their proceeds are going for this one. Cause yep. we did each three of these bo- uh, cans we're doing today all have different um, local kind of Atlanta organizations they're working with to, for the, for the proceeds here. But mm-hmm. um, I like the fact that it, it still gives an, an identity to six bridges on this can. So in mm-hmm. other words, you can't, it's not like it's so um, what's the resilience one we did recently for the, um, we actually uh, the wildfires. On, yep. The wildfires, which actually then were done again for the Australian wildfires. Again, mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool. But with that one, almost you get lost as to who actually the brewery kind of gets lost there. Yep. Like we went to Great Divide and, you know, when I was out in Colorado, and you know, I had had it and I wouldn't have even known that it was that it was Great Divide that had made it because it was the same can design other than it saying, you know, brewed and great by, by Great Divide. Like you don't necessarily see it. There's kind of an identity thing that goes along yep. with this altogether one, though. So that's kind of cool. So, yeah, I really dig that. So you had some information on who they were able to work with here in Atlanta in the hospitality industry, yes. right? For proceeds. Um, crap. And now I bottle share. Bottle share. Thank you. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I, I, got, I got over there and talked to Tyler, who's their tap room manager. He's a buddy of mine. Um, he's a really good guy. Uh, most people who go to Six Bridges know who Tyler is, but if you don't, stop in there and talk to Tyler next time you go in. He's a great guy. He's got a ton of information for you. Um, but yeah, uh, they're. 
they're giving four dollars of every four pack uh to the bottle share um charity Mm -hmm. which is uh really cool um he also just kind of gave me a little info as well he said they're also still going to make a little bit of profit on it as well which is which is always good for them to you know get a little bit from for themselves and their employees as well in this tough time I think that's something to, because obviously some breweries, a lot of breweries had to furlough or lay off workers. And so obviously this goes to help them directly. But also you make a good point that a lot of breweries have made commitments. I know we've talked to a few around here in Atlanta that have made commitments to um, their employees that any staff that maybe they have to furlough, maybe they're still giving 25% of all their proceeds to the furloughed staff. And Mm -hmm. so you make a good point that while $4 is going to bottle share, Yes, they're still getting six bridges is still getting some overhead here, and I feel like that's probably helping out some of those displaced workers during this time. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're almost getting two causes, you know? Yeah, you know, you it's almost like you're getting two and, causes. One just yeah. stays within internal. So, and I think that compl- makes complete sense because remember, without these breweries, then we don't have good beer to drink. And I think mm-hmm. that it's important to <laughs> we're going to keep saying we're going to keep saying the same thing is yes, you have to spend a little more sometimes to do it, um, but it's worth it because it's it's if there were ever a time where breweries need your money, it's right now, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. And so I feel like it's it's good to know that they're probably still getting some overhead there. And it doesn't even sound like much if, you know, I will leave out how much for the most part, how much the pricing on these cans are. Mm-hmm. It's around the same for all of them. It's but it is good to know that th- there is still some overhead left over for the actual brewery itself to make sure that they're able to take care of their own. Because, I mean, I imagine all the ingredients are on hand. That was the whole idea behind other halves doing their recipe this way yep. was that literally they could they could. It's on hand type stuff. It's almost mm-hmm. the ones that you carry extras of. Like I carry as a homebrewer extra hops, extra malt, extra grains. Like I took a look at this recipe and said, hey, Kyle, we could brew this. I just need to get some of the hops because I don't have them. But so I know that these breweries are keeping a lot of this stuff on hand. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. And I'm sure that also helps with uh, being able to produce this beer, um, not disturb their schedule as well, um, and kind of allow them to yeah. participate in this without giving them a, a big you know, price tag to go yeah. out and buy all these different ingredients. So, And I'm not, and we're not going to talk too much about obviously probably the way bottle share does how they're help, obviously helping to actually like feed, you know, maybe do some feeding or giving obviously proceeds to the actual displaced workers right now. I think that we're definitely going to tag them in this post yeah. when, we, when we put this episode up, go, go check them out. I mean, we know we've heard a lot about bottle share in the Atlanta mm-hmm. area and, and the other two we're going to feature on the show as well today. And they're all doing fantastic things. I mean, without them, they're critical right now so yeah, definitely um final thoughts on so, this beer no so good so good so far so i'm excited to kind of try the each of these individually and then do them side by side yeah, so no definitely. cheers thank you six bridges obviously we have a lot of breweries that we are not featuring today on the show just going to point that out but cheers to six bridges glad we were able to uh get a get a hold of this can yeah cheers So we've only had one beer and now we're on to our second one, Kyle. Yeah, I'm I was, excited. Sometimes I lose count, sadly, when we're only drinking like three beers. I lose count. And it's not even because we've had too much to drink. I just am like, <laughs> we love to talk about beer, clearly. And so yep. we just like, especially when we've got three cans that all pretty much look the same with the exception of the the specific the, brewery. The old so. panel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so we got a cool one here with our second one. So we're going to be... Uh, doing halfway crooks next now halfway crooks is actually a new this is literally the first beer by them we will have featured Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so i had the honor i'd say of being able to go down there finally it's they're right next to i'm not sure if you know where kyle i know you know this but listeners um 
old Turner Field and now Georgia State Stadium is. Yep. They're literally like you can walk outside the front door of Halfway Crooks and like you're looking at the stadium. It's like That's literally cool. right there. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're down in Eventide's so, network. Yeah, basically. And actually, yeah. ironically enough, I went over to Eventide right after and was nice. Picked up also some few beers. I I try and spread my my beer buying right now out to when I do my weekend runs, I'll just go and pop into some of the, the local ones. I try and hit different areas of town. And yep. so like maybe next week I'm thinking like Peachtree Corners, Norcross area, or maybe even Alpharetta. I've been up there, there you go. in a while. There so. you go. But uh, so Halfway Crooks is right there and they're a cool little um, building. It's definitely an old building. It's been there. You can tell they've set up and um, they've kind of just re- repurposed the place for it. So yeah. I didn't, unfortunately, because of everything with COVID-19, I didn't get a chance to actually like see what they're, setup really was but i'm definitely thinking we should check it out sometime maybe get yeah. in contact with them maybe try and do an interview so hey halfway crooks if you're listening we would love to um come talk to you guys because that's yeah. what we love to do um but super excited about this beer so yeah. it's of course all together is the name of it yep. it's six and a half alcohol by volume same yep. as the others <laughs> theoretically i'm i say theoretically i, I have say a we just go cracking let's go crack it <laughs> I have a slight suspicion that some of these aren't six and a half. Just saying. Also, they're going to get uh, Landy Knight. No, they're going to get Hawks on this one. I have a Hawks class. There we go. They're going to get. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Woo. Um, so when I went in there, it was a cool location, but they definitely had their COVID-19 setup going on. Yeah. Meaning I walked. First of all, they had the tape on the ground outside the building. They only have one person in at a time to even get the beer, which that's, even Tide was not that hey, way. That's um, some dedication. Yeah, no, right it's, it's good. Which is not a very big, you know, location to begin with, but it was, uh, but it was, like it was, it was interesting. It's it's literally they had this big long table set up, like think like a a, a deal going down where like you walk in, you know, girl at the other taff, like he was like, hey, you know, how's it going? She's super friendly, greeted me. She's like, what do you, you know, what what can I get you today? And I was like, yeah, I'm here to pick up my mobile order. It's literally like this long, probably like ten foot table. And literally, I was like, oh, I'm here to pick up my, you know, this beer. And she's like, okay, awesome. She like slid me down the beer, like the beer, like slid it down the table. <laughs> and then basically like has this, this rig set up with like where I, you know, put, put in my credit card in the square machine and like basically had that set up to like push it down to my end. And then when I was done, I like swiped my card and pushed it back to her. Like it's, it's legit. It was legit a setup. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. I kind of felt like I was partaking in some like weird, um, um, I don't know some weird alternate reality where it's like cool like this is how we tra- this is how we get buy beer you have now, to like yeah yeah we transact with things now so it's really interesting but um but yeah super cool seems like a super cool location so let's check it out dude but- this one is super hazy compared to the other one like, yeah you ain't lying like real hazy ooh okay okay yeah I I, I was like see. this is this is what hazy IPAs and and nothing nothing against the six bridges one this is just. When you hear hazy right now, this is typically what you get with a hazy IPA. This is a little more true to style. This is I'd like say. a like a pulp orange juice right now. Yeah, it's a little more. I'd say like again, true to style, just in terms of that hazy goes. So I would say this is definitely the New England, but yeah. I don't think West Coast. That's another reason why we know. So maybe, honestly, maybe uh, Six Bridges kind of went with like a New England West Coast mashup. Maybe, and it was that's why it was kind of in the middle between hazy and not. This one's like you can't see through it at all. Colors about the same though. Yeah. Colors about the same. Yep. Head retention. What about you for head retention? Uh it's it's chilling just about the same as the last one. Just a nice thin layer, sticks to the side of the glass, kind of hanging around. Yeah, for me it's about the same as well. Um the aromas, again, super fruity, super fantastic. So I'm, again, yeah. that's I'm, that's what I'm gonna say to England, because it's just hard to believe that this is not 
especially now that I'm seeing the haze. That's why I think I remember assuming this is New England. Did you did you drink your uh, your other one out of the can? I did. Yeah. yeah. Actually, wait, wait, wait. No, I did not. Okay. Sorry. I was like, you pour that or? That might or might not have been like my fourth one of the night. All right. All right. So it's a good but, refresher for you. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So see, when I drank that one the first time, it was probably more of like, oh, I need, I don't. So I'm one of those people that I only have so much room in my fridge. I don't have a dedicated beer fridge right now. So I have to be selective. I have to like plan ahead and kind of know what I want to put in my fridge and be like, yep. These are the these are the five beers going in here, and I'm pretty sure I put that one in there, knowing that I was like, "Cool, I might drink that one in the, over the next few days, or just have it ready for the podcast or whatever." And then I had drank all my other beers that night, and I was like, "Well, this is the only one I got, but I want another beer." So, <laughs> luckily, so I Kelly might not let me paying. have the entire top shelf of the fridge only for yeah. beer. So, well, I live with a fantastic cook, and so <laughs> our fridge usually goes. We have a lot of stuff in it all at one time. We got like the weirdest like pastes and different things from like yeah, different countries where it's like, it's like, why do we even have this? And then all of a sudden Karina's like, well, I'm using that. Duh. Duh. Like, oh, like, I was going to toss used, like, that out. No, I was going to use that. Kid you not. We have a sardine paste in there. Nice. And I'm, Make I some, never uh, know what it's Caesar for. Dressing? Actually, I think that's what it's for. Yeah. I think she made, yeah, she made like a actual like authentic Caesar dressing one night. There you so. go. I think I was about to throw it out and she was freaking out on me. She was like, no, I need that. And Don't, then literally, that's like $30. Literally like two nights later, she had already, like she had planned dinner that night and it was already, it was using that. So I'm just like, okay, well I, I was, I was way off. So anyway, I don't have a dedicated beer fridge. <laughs> that but. might be, that could be in your future. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Hope, hopefully you have a kegerator in your future, but I know I'm looking, man, looking soon. We'll see. So future episodes of Multi Goodness Podcast, everyone will be drinking draft beer. Yeah. I'll just go up to, to Cherry Street and just get a get a keg, bring it back. Yeah, yeah. And we'll tap it. That sounds like a great, have it on the great choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've both done aroma now. Well, you kind of gave me aroma. I guess I'll let you do taste first on this one because you haven't had a chance to taste it. But and, you know what? You know and? what's kind of crazy? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's very juicy. I like how I say that like I was confused. Like, I don't know that it's actually juicy. <laughs> um, well, based on the hot profile, it shouldn't be juicy. Yeah. Because these aren't traditionally, none of the, the, the hops that go into this are like the traditional juicy ones. The most juicy, quote unquote, juicy hops are going to be your Cascade and your Citra. Yep. Simcoe, we've talked a lot about. We know that's more of the piney. Mosaic is typically more on that piney, uh, dank side yep. and columbus is not kind of neither here nor there it's typically known as like a, a, a citra it's a similar family to citra but um it's usually mm. mostly a bittering hop so nothing in here like screams juicy to me from a hop profile but i do agree with you so i mean wh- so what are you saying there because i know what i'm thinking when i taste it it's uh it's got a nice um a- as you know six bridges we went with that one first that one gave mm-hmm. me like a nice clean ipa flavor very balanced, you know, nothing kind of stood out. This is more, um, I get a little bit more bitter um, and a little bit more of that piney kind of flavor, but it's not like really intense. Like you find a lot of those different IPAs um, that are a lot more like piney resiny. Um, it, it balance, it's balanced really well, but I still get that bitterness on my tongue. I definitely get the, um, yeah, I definitely get the bitterness for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I agree. It's, I, 
I'm tasting with this one the same as I did with the um, Six Bridges version. I'm definitely getting the bitterness. So mm-hmm. um, it's not tasting nearly as juicy. The, the aroma is very juicy, which, as again, looking at this recipe, it has Citra and Cascade in the dry hopping and a lot of, well, mostly Mosaic in the dry hop, ironically enough. But mm-hmm. it's it's got that Citra and it's got the Cascade, so I know it's going to have the juicy aroma. Um, but the bittering and the... There's no Citra. I mean, even the two Whirlpool editions are going to be mostly aroma. The bittering, it's all Columbus, it seems like, the bittering. So yeah. that, that the flavor is going to come typically in the late late boil edition, so I mm-hmm. don't see much of that. So it's kind of cool because I can analyze this from like a homebrew perspective as I'm looking over the recipe. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough as well, it says bittering or bittering hop of your choice. So Columbus or a bittering hop of your choice. So... Um, it's really interesting. I actually just noticed that as well. I hadn't noticed that before. Yeah. So which I wonder if the the homebrew version even yeah kind of says or maybe I'm looking at both the homebrew version both times. I'm looking at the homebrew version both times, so that's why they both say that. <laughs> yeah, that's so you're right. Maybe maybe brewers are not. No, I mean it's all doing that. Yeah. Maybe they're not um, sticking with the Columbus. That's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that because and this goes to speak. It actually talks to because ib user typically would add your bitterness and it it says it here in the recipe that literally whatever gets you to 10 ibus for a new england style or 50 ibus if you're doing for the west coast style which we assume this is new england style which it Mm -hmm. is because it's hazy which means whatever this is that they use for bittering is only to about 10 ibu Mm -hmm. that just speaks to the difference in a west coast and a new england ipa is the 50 versus the 10 yeah so um yeah no it's it's surprisingly not as like juicy it's more on that dank side so mm-hmm. i imagine you kind of like it mm-hmm. in that regard both of them both i dig the, it the six yeah both the six bridges and the halfway crooks so far which so very similar but just the the haze level is really what i'm seeing the difference right now yeah um for me i still feel like this one's a slightly higher abv yeah i got that too i got that the it you know the the vibe of it gave me a little bit more alcohol feeling just in general in the in the mouth than the other one did and that sounded really weird i don't know why i said it that way but <laughs> in the mouth <laughs> in the mouth um do you think it could be because of the haze though because i think a lot of times we associate a lot of haze with kind of a thicker ipa mm-hmm. which again thicker kind of we think higher abv i don't know yeah i don't know um but when i did them i saw you did it too the mouthwash test uh, oh, i did I, I got I got a little bridges, bit more a little bit more boozy kind of aspects. Yeah. It's definitely it tastes like it's a little higher ABV and so only halfway crooks <clears throat> could answer that question. Yeah. But maybe maybe we we'll uh we'll we'll get to ask them that question. Maybe. Who knows? So let's talk a little bit about so halfway crooks, um they so they partnered with uh Staple House and the Given Kitchen on this one. Okay. So uh the Given Kitchen has always been not to say I, I choose some above others, but that's always been one of my favorite organizations that I've um, kind of read and had a chance to participate in programs they've done around Atlanta yep. to 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 give back to the service industry. Um, literally, their entire it's, I mean, they've been doing this for years. I remember I went to um, uh, about a year ago. I think I went to they were doing some special bourbon pours over at uh, local three in West side kind of over near Vinings area here in Atlanta. And, and I remember that they were doing food that night and one of their appetizers and one of, there was a, basically a set list of a few beer, a few bourbons and a few um, appetizers were literally 
half the proceeds from all those appetizers or bourbons throughout the entire night were going to the giving kitchen. So it's like, wow. it's always been a big cause. And I had a chance to actually speak with someone from, um, who worked with the giving kitchen that night. Cause I want to say that someone with local three is actually a, uh, work has worked with them, but very similar. Like their whole cause is literally making sure that the service industry is like, well, uh, provided and su- supported during times like this, which this is again, critical. This is like unprecedented right now what we're going through. So it's a little different, but even, I mean, this sadly, the service industry, I feel like deals like with times like this all the time. And yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it comes in different forms, you know, maybe not quite to this extent, but anyone who may be in need during, you know, for that, that's kind of what the given kitchen's always been about. So it's kind of cool to see halfway crooks working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right now, Staple Houses, I believe they're just a big restaurant here in Atlanta. Not big, but they're a they're kind of a known restaurant here in Atlanta, and they're they're utilizing their um, kitchen for preparing meals for um, those in the service industry that can't yeah. that need right now. So, yeah, super super cool cause. Um, really I, cool I, cause. Un- unfortunately, since we haven't had a chance to speak to Halfway Crooks, I don't know what percentage slash you know how much of what they're giving, but I imagine it's like six bridges. It's a it's at least you know. It's probably at least four to five to six, and because they're working with both Staple House and Giving Kitchen, I imagine they're probably giving a little bit more to each one. Yeah, right now, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, but any any breweries, it's super respectable to be able to give back right now, and I think that that's that's a good good one. We'll definitely tag them on here as well. Yeah, and um, really cool for them to that you know they're new into the industry into the area as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so really cool for them to be able to step up right away when they when they've um you know entered this this awesome um brewery kind of aspect in in atlanta to uh do that so the can is super cool uh-huh yeah uh, they they the featured can. i don't know what the hell it is to be honest with you but it's i've i've their branding have you seen much of their branding anyway? i haven't no yeah so we've had a chance we've been using craft seller some recently i've kind of purchased a few different things here and there mm-hmm. and they've been on craft seller which by the way everyone we talked about craft seller last last year on the episode. Yeah, they've you know they kind of have kind of had to make leaps and bounds during this. It's awesome by the way that you can now sort by brewery. Yeah, it's so, super great. You can actually subscribe to edition. each individual yep. brewery now too. Well, that's what you could do before, but now I think you're right. They include like sending emails, but mm-hmm. now you can actually sort to the actual brewery and see what they have on tap. So if you're going to be in a certain area where you know a brewery is, you can quickly say, "Cool, I'm going to be down by." I don't know. I'm going to be down by Monday night or I'm going to be down near steady hand. What do they have? You can quickly now sort to that. So that's kind of cool. And so that's kind of what I did for halfway crooks. I was able to see what else they had, but I was able to look at some of their other beers before I went down there. Um, And I'm a nerd at heart and I work in the data industry and coding and everything. And I feel like that's kind of what this, this follows the vibe of. Yeah. With all the pluses uh, and everything. Yep. Yeah. It has a very much like a commented out code feel to it. They use like a, a consulus type font. Yep. Uh, I really enjoy the background image. It's like an old timey (laughs) painting of like a man feeding a sheep, but they drew like little faces on each the sheep and the the man. It's really cool. Yeah, I it's you're right. It's almost like a serious painting and it's German. I'm pretty sure because I'm looking at the, the dude, but they've comically put both a smiley face on the dude, the man and like a googly eyes hair. Yeah. And a clump of hair on the is that a goat? That's not a. Maybe it's a big cow. It I looks. They made sheep. it look. They've made it look like a sheep. That not a goat. I meant they made it look like a sheep, but it looks like if you take the googly eyes and the hair off, it makes it looks like a cow. I don't know. Yeah. It's very fat. Whatever yeah. it is, it's very almost like. 
um, tongue in cheek funny. Yeah. So, yeah. which I which, which I like. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a story behind it. Um, as a, you know, because again, they kind of put on here. They actually, I like the fact they put on the can who proceeds are working with. I did like or that who they're well, working yeah. with. Yeah, which I know you said that, which is the Staple House and the Given Kitchen and the Family Brothers, which I believe Staple House and Given Kitchen are kind of. I think they work together. I think it might even be by the same. Uh, organization or mm-hmm. under the same kind of roof so that's why they did that so that's kind of cool i don't know what the no bad memories thing is they kind of put under there at the very top it says halfway crooks beer and it says no bad memories i think that so, maybe maybe that's their like kind of like tagline or their motto yeah um, i don't know but you know definitely something that we'll uh we'll be looking into a little bit more um we love when new new places sure. open new places to uh enjoy beer from and Different stories and, uh, and I just like this. Can- I like the can design anyway. Yeah. You know, even even though the di- I like the individualized portion, but I like the altogether can even. Just I do the, as well. The basic one. I think that kind of goes with half. And halfway, you know what? Uh, We're gonna post two pictures of the cans on this episode. We're posting yeah, one we of are. the fronts of just the altogether, and then we're posting one of all their individual ones as well. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll send one, and you send the other. And there we'll we go. Put them together. Yeah. Woo. Um, no, final thoughts on Halfway Crooks and kind of how what their take is on you know, altogether from what you understand it be so far. The uh, the intro to them um, with this beer, I think, was a great intro. The beer is delicious. Um, it's right up my alley um, with the IPA genre. Great. They're causes. also a brew pub, by the way. Yeah, be I saw they had food. That. They as are well. a brew pub. Yeah, they're they're doing to go orders right now, but obviously they typically have a great. Looks like a great little setup there. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, great causes. Uh, love the art. Love the beer. Um, cheers, I guess, to... Uh, I guess. No, no. cheers was, to this one. And I was then trying we'll, to get them my cups. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit them in a little bit when we do the side-by-side. So cheers. Cheers. Chris. Kyle. We got our last beer, um, which is sad because that means the episode's pretty close to ending. But does, I'm excited but... because we also have another all together. This one what? coming from Wild Heaven, um, which out of Atlanta slash Decatur slash West End. I don't know where you... They, they have two locations. One's in technically in Avondale Estates. It says... So FYI, it does say on the side that this was brewed... By Wild Heaven Beer, Avondale Estates. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be they must have brewed this in Avondale. Interesting. Yeah, I w- I actually would have thought they would have done the West Side, but maybe I hey, you learn new things every day. Yeah, the more you know. Yeah, um, there you know we got a chance to pop down there um a couple days ago, chat yep. um with Will who is now um I don't know what his new title is technically, but he's only overseeing community outreach and uh, events. Yeah, he had a chance to obviously tell us that they've got a lot of events going on there. We, we, you know, we had a chance to do the interview with both him and Eric via mm-hmm. phone. Well, Will in person and Eric via uh, phone last time. And they got a great event space down there. Unfortunately, Will's been super busy recently with everything going on. Um, obviously having to reschedule a lot of events. Unfortunately, he said that they only had to straight up cancel two events they've had to do. This. Which so I think that's, that's impressive. That's impressive. Obviously, it speaks probably how how busy and how stressed he's been recently. Yeah. But you know what? When you got good beer to, to to help it out with, you can finish the day right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a chance to swing down there. That was super awesome. They they were able to um, kind of give us some of the, some of the backstory about who they're working with for altogether. 
Um, great timing that they released this beer because um, we had a chance to talk to them and also try some of the other offerings. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. They were featured on uh, Seth Meyers here recently yeah. with, with the Fauci Spring that they did. So yeah, um, they're getting a lot of notoriety. Ironically enough, when we were talking to Will, he was mentioning that, yep, CNN had just been there earlier. I think TMZ, they had, they had TMZ, I believe, stuff. broke the, the story initially. Okay, um, yeah. But I think uh, the New York Times or the New York Post, I believe, uh, yep. was the other one as well. But it was kind of cool. It's just they, they've got a lot of things going on. But obviously, we were able to talk to Will about this beer in particular. Also, I think about some of the other beers they're doing, because I don't think that this is the only beer they're doing that are benefiting, Yeah. Um, which I'm going to throw it out there. So this is their they're, uh, charity, or not charity, but their industry they're working with or their um, organization, organization they're working with is ATL Family Meal. Um, we had a chance to speak with him, and he obviously is, you could tell how passionate he was about that, and he was able to really speak to, obviously, some of the things they were doing. It sounds like they've been working with them even before all this started, which yep. I think that I, I mentioned to him that beer karma is a real thing, and that I think it goes to show that you know breweries, when they're really trying to just do right by the community they live in, they know who their consumers are, and it just goes to speak, and you can make a good beer. And when things like this happen, it's almost like you just, for lack of a better way to put it, you take it in stride. You know, you, yep. you, you find a way through it, and and by brewing this beer, they were just able to fully help um, ATL Family Meal in particular um, provide for provide meals. And I think he was saying it was two a week, or is that two or two, four a uh, week? Two days, two meals a week. So technically four meals a week. Okay, I knew. Sorry, Will. I I knew I was going to mess that up. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you were you were able to tell us. I just I was like, but that's that. It's it's super awesome they're able to do that. Um and and. Eric in the past, he, you know, when he brews, I know they've, he's basically said that he just likes to brew good beer, brew with local ingredients, brew neighborhoods. So they, you know, per usual, they're using, you know, we had a chance to talk to them. The two row they use in this one is local. Um, actually, I think all the grain bill they used was from local mm-hmm. um, providers. And so it's almost like they even took this to another level and like worked with their neighbor, which it even says on their label, by the way, for this one. Serve, serve, serve your neighbor. neighbor. Which has always been their motto anyway, but they were able to just kind of continue doing what they've always done when mm-hmm. it came to this beer. So kind of status quo, but also being able to help out at the same time. So yeah, let's, crack it? yeah let's go ahead and crack it. So this one is, by the way, this one's going into the Atlanta United glass. There you so go. I thought that was fitting, which I miss my, te- my team right now, but they will be back eventually um, in, in due time and when it's when it's the right time, I'd say. so. When it's the safe time. Okay. when it's a safe time which hey we no one knows now so already um, so i just want to say quick this one say quick. looks more like six bridges yes definitely i was gonna agree i was gonna say this one definitely is not nearly as hazy but we do know from the source eric told us this was a new england ipa correct so we do know for a fact that it is i say supposed to be on the hazy like new england ipas aren't always hazy it's just traditionally recently that seems to be what the 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 trend is or it seems to be that all the new england ipas we've had are nice and hazy yeah. so but this one definitely looks in the glass like the uh the six bridges one yeah. um it's still hazy it's just not like it's not as thick and not hazy as the halfway crooks one was so man it is Ooh. that color though that color is great that's like what is fantastic that's like what you know like you go to a brewery and you look around when you walk in you check out you know like as you, you find the bar, first step, yeah, locate the bar. Second step, you kind of just glance around and see what people are drinking, what they got in their hand. And this is the kind of beer that you see. This is this is what you would picture when you'd see somebody it's definitely, you know, like walking into a bar. 
this looks like a beer's beer for sure. Yeah. Which from a craft beer perspective, I'm like, it's good to know it's hazy enough for me to know this. Not a Miller High Life. Yeah. Sorry, Miller. I should go with a different one. It's not a Bud Light. It's not I a. Can tell it's that. not a Molson. I'm just kidding. Ooh, I love Molson. I love Molson. Don't you dare. Yeah, I was gonna say that's my hockey beer choice. <laughs> yeah, it's so the don't, good beer. Don't talk. That's it's my. We should do an episode. Which, by the way, we do need to do a beer around the world. Maybe we should do Molson here coming up. Yeah, let's do it. Or Labatt's. Labatt's. We could do both. We could do both. We could do a Canadian beer episode. Let's, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. So, Kyle, we just planned our next episode probably Boom. on this very show. We did say we were going to do domestics. We might as I'm well excited. do Canadian. Canadian. We can't, and we can't do domestics until we can actually gather because we need two other people to join us. Yes, we episode. do. Our two favorite domestics, Russell and Rob. We're waiting for you guys. Yep. Um, back to beer. Well, we were talking beer, but we were talking about domestic beer. Yeah. So. Uh, the aroma on this one, obviously, is very similar to the other two, from what I could tell. Yeah. Um, I'm, this one makes me really intrigued now to do the side by side because even from an aroma perspective, like they're super juicy. Again, I'm not yeah. getting much of like the pine. I would expect to get some of that in the aroma, but just yeah. not getting much. It's interesting. It, it's also very delicate, um, compared to the other two in smell. Like it takes a little bit more to uh, get that full kind of smell out of it and i see you yeah. you know cupping a little bit trying to get the cup the cup in the glass cup yeah. in the glass don't, cup the don't glass. call up my style i just realized As we both do not, it together it's nothing rona related but yeah for some reason in the evenings i always get a little bit stuffy and for some reason i'm getting a little stuffy right now but coronavirus seriously i hate that when you go out in public right now you can't even like cough or sneeze like i without, know like you you choke on beer because that's a normal thing to do like choke on beer in public or maybe that's just me. I don't know. But and that's you choke on beer, and, it, and all of a sudden people are looking at you like, ah, he's got the Rona. And the I'm like, devil. No, no. Like I'm trying to like not cough, but the more I try and not cough, the more I'm like needing to cough. And so yeah, just one big... I I saw I was at the grocery store the other day, and I saw like a like a ten year old girl. Which first off, I don't really know that the the kids should be out with their parents. Whatever. That's a whole different issue. Um, yeah. But uh, this girl. It, with her mom and she sneezed in in line and literally the entire store like looked at her like you better get out of here <laughs> i was like come on yeah. man i'm telling you there's a lot of like weird things going on in the world that's just another one that like you can't i'm not gonna say you should be able to be sick and in your own time but it's like hey that's the sad part is and i saw it the other day which is that hey the number of flu cases have gone down all of a sudden because yep. literally all flu is being group right in there with coronavirus yep that sounds like it's getting political and it's really not it's yep, just yep. literally just kidding like <laughs> let's talk beer so yep. flavor did you take a sip yet i did take I, a sip but i'm gonna need to take okay. another one so you go ahead um I'm, so straight up from what i remember the other two because it's been so long since i've had the other two um <laughs> it's bitter which is yeah. interesting like it, it's almost got a more complex bittering so i i feel like this one right off i can tell they use maybe a different eric use a different bittering hop mm-hmm. um and I might be completely wrong about that. Maybe it literally is just because, but it just has like a, a more complex bittering to it, which is is, is kind of interesting to say, but more more so than the other two. Yeah, um, it's almost to me like this beer um, combines things from the other two. Um, so this one takes a little bit of that juicy kind of nice subtle IPA flavor from the Six Bridges and takes that really nice bitter flavor from the Halfway Crooks and kind of jams it together. Yeah, there's a, there's almost like a, a lactose or a marshmallow type texture to the beer. I really like that. This seems to be the thickest of the three, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. which again, 
if I had to guess, I would almost think that this is a slightly higher ABV than the six. Well, I don't, I don't know which one is the true six point five. I, I don't know that, but yeah, this just seems like it's there's a little bit more complexity there. I don't get any, um, like I get mostly that the Simcoe and Mosaic. Okay, you know what it is, Mosaic. This is typically the type of flavor I lend to, like Mosaic. It's almost like I can definitely tell taste the Mosaic in this. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Mm. It's good though. Oh, it's really good. Um, it's almost like that. This is a when you want a good IPA to sip on, which all three of these I can say that about the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, are you allowed to mix IPAs? I mean, I don't see why not. They're yours because that's especially when they're <laughs> one big all together beer. That's true. They are my beer. So maybe, maybe let's let's do this. Maybe we we uh, in a little bit we'll do the three side by side, and then we'll mix. Yeah. Try to mix equal parts of each of them for all together. Uh, we'll do and, a, and do a we'll, little Simo taste. We'll call it Captain Planet. Captain Planet <laughs> is what we'll oh, is what we'll call it. Um, yeah. So let's see. We picked up this one. We were lucky enough, and I kind of feel bad about this, but yeah. I appreciate Wild Heaven doing it. They gave it these two cans to us for free to to kind of to try on the episode. But obviously, we bought some other stuff that day, so we you know did. we want to make sure. And and that's my big thing is that I you know it's it's as an interesting thing like you know doing this podcast i love that we get to try some quote-unquote free beer all the time and that's awesome but right now i have no problem spending you know paying of kind of money for the beer and making sure we're kind of giving back so um but it sounds like there's some cool things you know going on it sounds like wild heaven is a so good news out of them they were able to obviously bring back they've been able to um to bring back a lot of uh workers here recently with with some of the things going on because they've had some new things going mm-hmm. on so same with monday night so it sounds like we're, we're starting to see some some good things coming on with these uh yep. with the breweries um which is really great because that's really what you want to see um and whether it be because of you know orders in the state or not um i think that the the support that the breweries are getting from the the beer community right now is is really what that what's leading to that so yeah um everyone's getting to taste this delicious beer right now um, do you remember? I'm trying to remember the other two. So Fauci Spring is the one we talked about. Is Correct. The, it was featured, but um, don't stand so close to me. Yep. And was that that was the German pill? That was lager? the ger- German lager. Yep. And then they also did the We Will Meet Again. Yep. Which was I love these names. They're the, coming out um, right now, so they're killing it. Was that the Rye IPA? Yeah, that was the Rye. IPA. And then Straya. Straya, which I don't think that name so much related. Yeah. But I just thought that was a good IPA we picked up. Um, I was gonna look at the can real quick. Yeah, here. I love I love the navy blue they used on this one, by the way. Yeah, and they they've been doing a lot of work on their cans lately, which is great. Not that they they needed work on their cans; their cans have always been great. But their their canning that they've been doing during quarantine with all these limited release beers have been mm-hmm. awesome. Um, that we we got to talk with Will about that too. Um, but yeah, you know, this is like their their kind of hallmark kind of branding um you know the nice twinkle star kind of thing aspect with a really dark blue and then they're just their regular logo yeah really crisp and clean for sure it's almost like they finally got to use that just like crisp wild heaven like i have nothing against their normal logo but they typically have a different kind of brand on each can yep. i kind of like that you're right you're just seeing that wild heaven logo here so you you pointed out something there that i wanted to make sure i draw attention to is the fact that we're getting a lot of not there's i mean there are some good things coming out of all this right now and it's interesting because you're right. It's it's kind of cool to see um, canning has become such a big thing during this because you can't you have to make sure you have the ability to can things, mm-hmm. and 
it's it's we know for a fact um, there are breweries around town that don't have the ability to can and they've been able to go work with their partner um, breweries around town. It's funny that even as competitors that breweries have no problem being like, yeah, 100 percent come brew your beer here, you know, come can it get it. Let's let's get it out. Let's try and sell it like there's just such a camaraderie even amongst what should be competitors in the beer industry yeah. right now. So that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, it's really cool um, to see that kind of collaboration. So it's, you know, we, we have the collaboration with the beer, but we also have the community mm-hmm. collaboration yep. to help support them and then the inner industry collaboration as well. Because we've obviously we've learned about a few recently. It seems like that's been something that seems to be going on, especially right now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just no, because canning lines are expensive things. And it's kind of cool to see that, you know, breweries get it. They're like, hey, you know, we just we want to make sure that you're able to get good beer out to the community, especially when it's going for a good cause. Whether or not it's yeah. going for a good cause or not, it's it's supporting that local brewery. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we don't want to see any breweries go under during this time. So yeah. Um also it's interesting. It's kind of like beer news in a way, but thoughts on the fact that during all this we've seen a lot of things going on with legislation yeah. quickly has been put in place to allow breweries to more quickly get beer to the consumer. Mm-hmm as distributors are kind of dwind- not dwindling, but they're just kind of not they maybe doing support. what they normally yeah, they would. Can't, yeah, they exactly. Can't necessarily help in any way. I feel like that's one good thing that's come out of all this is that we're going to see a lot of, you know, we're going to see these legislative legislative changes. God, that's a hard word. Legislative changes that will kind of be able to sit there in the, in, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to reverse these. They're not make putting them into place just because of COVID-19. So it's kind of cool to see that yeah. the direct consumer stuff is finally starting to, to, yeah, to happen and, here. And in I Georgia. think with, um, with a lot of the laws in Georgia, we're kind of we're kind of on the back end of a lot of this change, typically. Um, so it's really cool to see us kind of, um, you know, push forward and uh, and really, um, you know, get on the forefront of helping these places out, even if even if that means that we have to put legislation aside and just kind of allow them to operate the, the way that they need to operate currently yeah um it's re- mm-hmm. it's really cool um especially the online sales aspect of it that's always been something that's bothered me we've had that in wisconsin for years yeah. um so it's really cool to see that uh i think we're gonna here. see some cool stuff with craft seller i mean the 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 sending out is gonna be one thing but i think it's it's leaps and bounds that you're basically allowing the community to come buy beer and take it to go with really not asking me questions now, like it's basically just like, yep, you can come buy it and go like, yep, cool. And you can drink it out on the patio and you can do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Um, final thoughts on wild heaven and theirs. I mean, we, we got a chance to point out obviously they're the, the charity or I keep calling it a charity. The it, organization. It's just, it's a, yeah. The organization they're working with here in Atlanta, which is some good ones. So yeah. Uh, I, I dig it. It's, it's a combination of the two. Like I said, I think it's really bitter, which is my style of, uh, kind of IPA for the most part, so I I dig it. Um, always great to get down and talk to Will and and Eric as well. So for sure, I can definitely taste in all three of these. I can taste a slight difference, almost like they definitely had some slight variations. So let's talk about that next coming up in the uh, the final section. So yeah. cheers to Wild cheers. Heaven on this one. So now we're in the final home stretch where we get to try all three side by side, which I I'm just realized I have a lot of beer left. Yeah. So it's almost like to, full pints of each one. I know. I was trying to conserve beer before because we had three 16 ounce cans, but now I'm like, oh, I have three pints of beer now in front of me to <laughs> chug. So happy chug Sunday. It. Yeah. Yeah. 
don't yeah happy sunday so um we wanted to try these side by side which i think while kind of drinking them we had a good te- you know feel of what was kind of different from each other but i think this is going to be a kind of a great final test to kind of do yeah um and, and we're not even trying to necessarily pick out which one is best because honestly like just going through the first three like they're all fantastic i don't know if i could actually choose a a best one right now so yeah. but um i'm gonna start with six bridges and let's just go ahead and dig in yeah, and we'll, we'll see what we're because we're working with because looking at it again it definitely looks very similar to the wild heaven so mm-hmm. uh, okay I, I i have a glass of water because i'm gonna clean my palate in between oh good for you okay well i'm not oh okay go with wild heaven next i'm curious go with wild heaven next okay because i feel like those were the two most similar in terms of color but i'm curious to get your take wow so there's definitely a, there's definitely a difference there's a big difference. Man, Wild Heaven is like, I feel like it's like 55 IBU. Compared to, what would you say, Six Bridges? Maybe like 10, 15, 20, somewhere in there. Well, there's something I can pick out immediately in this one, which is which is going back and forth between Six Bridges and then... Oh, yeah, Wild Heaven. Um... <laughs> You can definitely taste it too when you do the two. Like if you do like a back to back sip, almost. Wild Heavens definitely has a Belgian feel to it, almost. Yeah, it's almost and, like yeah. they. It's, it's almost like they used a Belgian yeast, which. I mean, I I don't know what they used because that's like I said. There's certain create creativities. I feel like that the brewers are allowed to take. I just I'm literally tasting it and I was like immediately go from it's almost like okay so I've had a lot of Wild Heaven beer before and all their beers kind of tend to be slightly in the Belgian arena and I feel like that's kind of where their roots were when they first started when they first started brewing beer I mean 10 years ago I remember having well I'm not 31 so we're not gonna say 10 years but nine years ago when I first started drinking Wild Heaven beer (laughs) um I remember thinking a lot of their beers were very like almost like Belgian inspired, almost like not not always like, um, flim- not always what's the word uh, monk beers or anything, but it's it's almost like the banana type of type of yeasty yeah. type of flavor, yeah, yeah, and that's a very much a normal thing. In like Night on Ponts, for example, which is not theirs, that's Three Taverns, but it almost has that same type of um, yeast feel, which is which is almost like I've always thought those to be like Belgian inspired. Like I definitely can feel that kind of difference between those two. So interesting. It definitely is heavier alcohol though too. I feel like. Yeah, and I don't know if that that maybe uh, is coming from that really bitter uh, hop end as well. But the mouthfeel is so much different. Different. Yeah, it's very. I mean, you feel like it's what thicker for one of them. Uh, Wild Heaven is a lot thicker, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so now I think what I'm going to do is go ahead and go into Halfway Crooks, and I want to compare this one to... Each of the other two? Each of the other two. I'm trying to do like two at a time, so it just kind of makes it a little bit easier, but I'll let you... What do you want to choose? Do you want to compare it to I'm going to do Wild Heaven first? Because I think they're very similar in, in style, as far as pining and bitterness. Mm, see. Ooh, I beg to differ a little bit. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm doing a I'm doing a quick back to back here. Oh man, yeah, it's while you're doing that. So my, t- ooh, mm. you know what's interesting is that 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 halfway crooks doesn't seem nearly as thick as it was the first time I I tried it. Yeah, 
and the I I think that has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Wild Heavens is really thick. Yeah, it's it's in, it's interesting how thick it feels because I I didn't get like I didn't feel like it was that thick when we first drank it. It was almost like the the viscosity of it wasn't that wasn't that thick when we first had it but now it's like compared to the other two i am feeling like it's a little bit thicker so Hmm. i'm uh i i did do a quick uh quick taste of half halfway crooks and six bridges as well (coughs) um beer cough coronavirus (laughs) um and so i think i have my final thoughts for the the three tasting together i want to wait until you kind of get a little little sippy sip of both Ooh, okay and then um and then i want to lay lay something on you lay something on me i've had that's six this is six bridges in this hand okay so in order currently how i have them set out which is the order in which we tried them which is six bridges Mm -hmm. halfway crooks wild heaven i feel Uh like currently in its current state where they're sitting is like colors in a rainbow they're all very specific ordered in color right so you you got your rainbow, you got Roy G. Biv, you know, whatever. Um, I feel like these are like each almost stepping stones ramping up from different spectrums of flavor. So where okay. I get like a nice like subtle IPA, nice kind of a little bit of juiciness in the six bridges. The halfway crooks is halfway in between, no pun intended. Um, no pun. <laughs> and then and then Wild Heaven is at the other extreme where it's very bitter um in a good way and and very heavy and that's i'd that's be interested to know um which i mean you can't six bridges is what i like about the six bridges one right now is that it's it's more malty than the other two mm-hmm. which this beer in particular wasn't brewed i mean it's an ipa so it's not brewed to be a an a uh i mean theoretically it's not gonna be malty but it's heavy on the two row malt grain bill so i'm looking at that again and by the way you can price can you see yourself on screen right now yeah oh that's cool yeah i was just realizing that you could see yourself on screen but um <clears throat> I'm, I'm still getting used to all this kyle i feel such old when you know, i'm sitting in meetings every week but anyway so yeah what i like about that that six bridges one is it's a little more malty than the other two mm-hmm. um but in a good way like i wouldn't have noticed that until i did all three side by side yeah compared to like you said, the Wild Heaven one is very malty, or sorry, very very hoppy. It's very like mm-hmm. the bitter. Um, I'd be interested to know what they used for bittering. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I don't think he used Columbus for bittering. Yeah, and I might be way off on that one. But Columbus is almost just like too basic a hop for from what we've seen out of Wild Heaven recently for them to use. And so mm-hmm. that's why I have a feeling they didn't use Columbus. Um, and I also feel like the yeast is much different on wild heaven yeah. and honestly i feel like the yeast all three yeasts is very different like i yeah they said use a london ale yeast which was interesting for me because i know we're formulating by the way breaking news the second brew which is going to be i think a double ipa we've determined a double yeah, dry hopped yeah. ipa double dry hop double ipa coming up here soon and we've been formulating that recipe recently and i feel like the yeast i'm going to use on that one is more of just like an american ale yeast and this for a London ale to be called for in a New England IPA is weird for me. So I kind of feel like all three of them didn't go that route. I feel like all three went with a, what they thought to be either an in-house strain or just went with a strain that they felt was the most like embodied. just like the bait, the go-to New England IPA. Mm-hmm. 
recipe. Um, but that's I think feel like what's changing the, the flavor profile in a lot a lot of these beers. I feel like two and three being Halfway Crooks and Wild Heaven are very similar in recipe, mm-hmm. but the yeasts are two like two completely different ones. So yeah, and and I would probably echo that as well, just to say that. Um, I could see, you know, yeast is a living organism, right? Like we don't talk about that probably more than we, we don't talk about that enough on the show. Um, but it, it is a living organism and you can use that yeast multiple times over and over and over again. Um, different, you know, different strands, you can culture it and, and save it and, um, do a bunch of different cool things with it. But, um, I, I would go out on a limb and say that six bridges probably use their same yeast that they use in Medlock for theirs. Yeah. Um, cause I get very similar, like almost like big brother, um, sibling kind of style with, uh, six bridges, um, halfway crooks. I don't know because we haven't had enough time to, um, yeah. talk to them about that at all. But, um, wild heaven has been obviously using very different, um, ingredients, very different. I'm sure yeasts. um, they're, they're, Eric is a very, uh, we've, you know, we've talked to him before, but he, he loves doing different things and making things different. And he doesn't just change like the malt recipe or the grain bill or the hop schedule. He will, you know, do try different crazy things with yeast as well to try and like bring out weird things going on with beer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, the, probably the biggest difference minus like maybe their bittering hop that they chose, um, is, is probably the yeast. Um, like you said, <clears throat> I I like your your observation that for six bridges that they might have used Medlock. It's definitely a unique. I'm now tasting these in a different way. I, we haven't done a ha- halfway crook, so therefore you're right. I I don't know what much about maybe what their their a lot of their beers taste like, but you're right. I'm tasting now both six bridges and Wild Heaven compared to all the other beers, like the entire realm of beers I've had from those breweries, and Wild Heaven basically tastes exactly like. I expect the average Wild Heaven beer to taste like, yep. meaning from a yeast perspective, and Six Bridges tastes exactly like the average beer. You know, it's almost like they're. So I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you're right. Both Six Bridges and Wild Heaven both used house yeasts on these ones that they've kind of developed over time and mm-hmm. been using in a lot of their beers. So, which I think is super cool. Um, I did that recently with a beer I brewed. Yeah. I harvested the yeast, which I know that's why we talked about it. Soon. Yeah, so I yeah. kind of, I like that you threw that out there about the yeast. That's some really cool stuff. And that's some like some real science. Yeah. Science, there. baby. But, um, and we're not going to feature a whole episode on yeast more than likely. Cause that's such a hard thing to describe in beer, but the, for listeners, it's think like Belgian beers. Like that's the easiest one. The banana kind of flavors that you get out of a lot of like, um, triples and quadruples are, that's a lot of that has to do with the yeast. Yep. Literally most of that is the yeast. And so, um, I do love that flavor. I'm getting out of this six bridges one now because you mentioned that, like, I don't know if it's the Metlock feel or what, but yeah, like, I don't know. I'm loving the, I am loving the fact that it's like, that's an easy drinking beer. So let's do it. Six pack test on all three of these. What do we think? So, um, six bridges, I think I could easily crush a six pack of, um, uh-huh. It's uh-huh. probably out of out of the three the easiest drinking um, of the three. Um, halfway crooks, I think I could probably do three, maybe, yep. maybe three, three, four, and then I'm like probably hitting the top. And then uh-huh. Wild Heaven, I probably could do one or two. Not yeah. not in a bad way. It's just that bitter hop heavy flavor that it has is it's is almost overpowering. Bitter. Yeah, 
it is almost overpowering at the very end. Now that we've had like, because obviously we're drinking three side by side and we've literally gone through, I mean, we've only gone through three of these in an episode. So it's not like yeah. we're drinking crazy amounts here, but I sit here thinking like, you're right. That compared to the other two, Wild Heaven seems very heavy, which mm-hmm. is interesting because I mean, I'm just going to call it like I see it. There's no way all three of these are six and a half percent. One of these or none of them are six and a half percent. <laughs> or one of them or none of them. One or none Which of them. One? But Which one of these truths is actually a lie? I don't believe that all three of these are six and a half percent. No, no way. Um, but I do agree with you. I Mind you, they come in a four pack anyway. So six pack test. Adapt to the four apply. pack. Yeah. Adapt to, yeah, adapt to the four pack. So I agree. With, yeah, six bridges I could crush. I think I would end up like it's only because we're analyzing them so intently right now that I would probably not crush a four a six pack of you're right, halfway crooks and wild heaven. Um I But by themselves, heaven, I don't know. I feel like they're yeah, all delicious like is, enough that I could I think it's this is so cool. Like this is this is the epitome of like why we we've done this with obviously some other like we did this with the obviously the alpha abstractions where we did the vertical yep. All like those were different years or yep. different iterations of different beers. This is, and then we also did it with we've done it with KBS. Yep. Um, which by the way, Kentucky Breakfast out out this time of year, and I did not buy a four pack yet. I haven't bought um, one either. I've still got all my verticals that I need to do. And then, and then um, we also did it with the barley wines here recently. Yeah, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, which is interesting. All those, but that's like a completely different type of thing. This is the first one we've done. It's like truly the same beer side by side by side. And it's a, it's well, really intriguing. Quote unquote, the same beer, right? Yeah. We're getting out of this exactly what we hoped we would, which is like very completely same yet so different beers. And so, um, cheers to all three. I, yeah. I mean, they're all for a great cause, which yep. the thing is, I mentioned earlier, I know there's some other great breweries doing it. Um, my, I've, I've obviously I'm from being from Forsyth. I'm incoming here in Georgia. <laughs> yes. That is the name of the city. Um, <laughs> It, it, I love the idea of all the Georgia breweries doing it. So shout out to all of them. Um, so I know Nofo up and coming did it, but yep. obviously Chad Chattabucci out of Columbus is doing it. Creature Comforts, the, one of the big ones here. Georgia Beer Company, which by yeah. the way we've you you got some beer from them for me recently. Yeah, so appreciate that. Uh, Service Brewing out of Savannah, Scepter Brewing here in Decatur, Pontoon, which they're finally going to be releasing theirs here in June. I'm excited yep. to maybe potentially try theirs. Southbound, which I've I, I've been wanting to maybe do like a Savannah episode here soon, but Southbound yeah. did it, um, and Two Tides as well, also out of Savannah. And then uh, we talked about obviously Six Bridges and Wild Heaven on this list, and Halfway Crooks as well. So those are the three we're featuring today. But mm-hmm. um, I I you know we're hoping some other breweries are doing it. I'm hoping I see some of these beers around because I definitely know I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up a I'm gonna order a pint of these or order a pint of one if I go somewhere because I sound like you're a, back in Ireland cost. there. I'm going to order a pint order a pint, pint of these. Which by the way, I just realized on this list, Southbound released theirs earlier this month. Yeah, they so did. So we need to look into getting get acquiring some, some. Yeah, but we um we can't go to Savannah right now, so we can't. I did something crazy, Chris. Before oh, we shit. end this episode, I poured a little bit of each of the three into a <gasps> cup. Into a separate oh, cup. Oh shoot. I don't have a separate cup. Go get so a separate I'll cup. Do, no, I'll do it after. I'll do okay. it later. Okay. And give me um, your thoughts though. Let me let me get one more drink and then and then we're gone. I did it. It's a like taste. it's like the infinity bottle idea that we we toss around when it comes to bourbon. Yeah. Uh, 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 wow. Uh, um. So it's weird because now after tasting and analyzing all three of them, 
I get the nice base of six bridges. I get that nice haziness and like kind of uh haze nato. Yep. <laughs> haze nato. Um that middle of the ground from uh halfway crooks, but then oddly enough those two kind of out like balance the wild heaven enough that it it kind of almost tastes like it's its own beer. Like it's really? very meld together um very very different. It's the Georgia variant of altogether. Yeah. That's the way it is. No, it's it's been a great episode. We we're glad we get to do this. Um we love the breweries participating in this. So thank you all. Thank you for listening yeah. to this podcast. I mean, it's it's one of those that this is why we do this is why we drink good beer. This is why we make sure we put a spotlight on good Georgia breweries making good beer is that we want to make sure that we're keeping the money local, but not even the money, just the 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 idea behind where that money goes, which is supporting a craft and supporting good all things Georgia, supporting and hey, every now and then Wisconsin too, Kyle. Yeah. Don't forget. We and, Wisconsin, so. and the people behind the beer too, right? Like the we're people not just, behind the yeah, beer. We're, yeah, we're sorry, I should all those specify. I should specify it's the people behind the beer. So hey, but remind- I will say this before you hop into the outro. Oh yeah, I will say if you have tried an altogether from your state or city or country, let us know what you think. Let us know of the differences that you found <laughs> or things that like maybe you tried and uh, in. And talked about, but I Chris just pulled up uh, Wisconsin, by the way, and yeah, um, man, Untitled Arts doing it, which is great. Good to see Third Space, a great place I've been to many times. Oh, um, Three Sheeps makes some really great stuff as well. Uh, just calling out a few, but Three yeah. Sheeps to the wind, man. Three Sheeps. This is cool. I love that. I love they're doing this. I would love to go to other con- or other states and other countries to try and get this beer. So no, cheers Wah-wah. to all the brews involved in this. Um, cheers to the three we feature today, but obviously all the other ones doing this. I think it's a great cause and we look forward to some, some good beer coming out of this. And Hey, everyone listening, please do go pick up some all together. Be, be careful to all I'm going to say is that it goes quick. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I know halfway crooks already sold out wild heaven just released theirs. I'm sure they're going to sell out if they haven't already sold out and a six bridges, I think already sold out as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, cheers to all the breweries doing this and cheers to all together. Cheers. <laughs> mine is so bad but i'm gonna oh, do the outro do you do me a pause and do it or just start no it? just go into it thanks for joining us on this episode of the multi-goodness podcast where we get to talk all things beer with you and our listeners and talk about great things like this which is beers that bring everyone together bring us all together, all together. during this time so remember you can stay up to date with all things multi-goodness on our website multigoodness.com or on Instagram at multi goodness podcast and on Facebook at multi goodness. Um, also please feel free to reach out to us with any auditorial corrections. Obviously I think we're doing fantastic Kyle, but I think we're doing good. No, ultimately we just want feedback. We want to know what it is that you're drinking, what it is that you're, that you want us to try on the episode and we will, and we will do so. And remember we got some great uh, merch over on the website. So check that out and look for some things coming up here soon. Kyle and I have a lot of cool things I feel like coming up on the uh, the podcast. We always say that, but we actually do have some fun yeah, things going on because it's some summer is coming. We do. Yeah. Op- summer is what, coming. It's different than winter. I was going to say <laughs> different than winter is coming, but um and eventually Kyle and I will get back into the same room recording but only in due time and when it is mm-hmm. 100% safe. So for those listening, we, we appreciate you listening and uh, stay safe. Kyle, you got any final thoughts for me? You know, it's it's interesting enough to say that three three breweries brewed the same beer, 
but three breweries brewed the same beer and they're different. That's all I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah. Cheers to uh, beer. This is why we drink it. This is the craft. Cheers. Cheers.